You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NFL got a head start on blockbuster NFL draft trades a month before the NFL draft. But the moves between the 49ers, Eagles, and Dolphins all seem to make it harder for the Chicago Bears to move up to get a top quarterback. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. On the show today, we'll look at the big NFL draft trades so far and try and figure out directly how that affects the Chicago Bears, what the 49ers could be doing, how the Dolphins are moving around, and what it says about what these teams think the top of the draft is going to look like and where the Bears might have to go if they're trying to truly land a top rookie quarterback in this draft. Then we will hear from new Chicago Bears cornerback Desmond Trufant. He held his introductory press conference. We found out a little bit more about how the Bears used Khalil Mack to try and bring him into Chicago, how he sees himself fitting in this Bears defense, and trying to fill those shoes from Kyle Fuller. Everyone had to throw out all of their mock drafts on Friday when the top of the draft order changed pretty drastically. The 49ers moving up to three, the Dolphins ultimately only moving back down to six, going down to 12, jumping back up to six with the Eagles, kind of a a nice back and forth there. The Dolphins end up moving down and gaining a lot of picks. The 49ers move into position to draft whichever quarterback isn't taken after the first two And now, all of a sudden, the market is set for trying to land Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, whoever it might be. We know Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick, all but confirmed up to this point. And we presume that the New York Jets want Zach Wilson. It's possible Justin Fields or even Trey Lance could be the guy. But as it seems right now, we're looking at quarterbacks one, two, three. I think the 49ers would have gone to two if they could have. If the Jets weren't going to take a quarterback, they certainly could have worked some sort of deal to move down. So quarterbacks likely to go one, two, and three. And then it's a question of where number four goes. If you're the Chicago Bears, you're not getting to one, two, or three right now. And it's possible, you know, number four could all of a sudden be a hot draft spot to try and get up to get one of those quarterbacks. Or even the Atlanta Falcons staying there could get Matt Ryan's replacement. You can see the quarterbacks go one, two, three, four. Presumably, it will be Trey Lance as quarterback number four. There were rumors that the 49ers could be interested even in Mac Jones as that trade-up to number three would be a huge surprise that the Alabama quarterback would be number three in that spot. But regardless, we start to look like where the next quarterback is going to go. And if the Falcons don't at four, I don't think the Bengals obviously at five with Joe Burrow. They're not in it. The Dolphins at six. They would have stayed at three if they were going to take a quarterback, so likely a wide receiver there. The Lions at seven become the first team that you know, I could see more realistically taking quarterback after the Falcons at four. They just traded for Jared Goff, but not necessarily their long-term answer there. Brand new regime. You could kind of see why they might want to get their quarterback of the future picking in the top 10. Then you got the Panthers at eight, 
trying to trade Teddy Bridgewater. They're strongly rumored to be pursuing a quarterback in the draft. Broncos at nine, same kind of thing. Drew Locke rumors kind of set them up as a potential quarterback spot. Then there's a break until the Patriots at 15 and the Washington football team at 19, just ahead of your Chicago Bears. And so if I'm Ryan Pace and I'm trying to make sure I can get Trey Lance before he goes to some of those other teams, I guess you start ahead of the Lions at seven. The Dolphins are at six. I can't imagine they would want to trade from six to 20 because they already own pick number 18. So you know it doesn't make much sense for them to have those two picks right by each other and give up on getting a potential top 10 talent. They want a top wide receiver. That's kind of the expectation there. And they should have their pick at six. I can't imagine they would be super enticed to move down from six. The Bengals at five are interesting, though. And maybe even the Falcons at four, assuming they don't want a quarterback, they could still get a skill position player or an offensive lineman or something a little bit later on down. But that price tag just keeps going up and up for what it's going to take to trade into the top 10 or even the top five in this case, all the way from 20 to be able to get your quarterback, it's going to take a lot. The 49ers, just to get from 12 to 3, gave up two additional future first-round picks and a third-round pick, in addition to number 12, to move up those nine spots. So if you're going from 20 to 5, that's your starting price, right? Is two future firsts and a third? It's a lot like, it's like what we're talking about for Russell Wilson is about what it seems like the market is right now to move up into the top five. And the difference there being, of course, Russell Wilson is a sure thing. And trading up for a rookie quarterback is a gamble, especially for a quarterback like Trey Lance. It's one thing if you feel like Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson are can't-miss quarterback prospects. But clearly, of the four, Lance is the one that has the most lingering question marks about level of play, level of competition at North Dakota State, and kind of having some jumbled-up seasons there with, with COVID and all that. They didn't play the way the rest of college football did, and you know, different questions there that come with him that aren't as common or aren't as prevalent with Wilson or Lawrence or even Justin Fields for that matter. So it doesn't feel like it's a great spot for the Bears to get one of those top quarterbacks unless the 49ers take Mac Jones and really throw everything. And then all of a sudden, maybe Trey Lance falls and teams don't want Trey Lance for whatever reason. I think at the very least, you would have to get up past the Patriots at 15 because I can't imagine Lance would get past the Lions, Panthers, Broncos, Patriots, and Washington. I mean, eventually one of those guys is going to take him if he does start to fall. I don't think you can stay at 20 and realistically hope that Trey Lance makes that fall all the way down to you unless something absolutely crazy happens or there's some kind of behind-the-scenes issue with him that just hasn't surfaced yet in the pre-draft scouting process. Instead, I think it's more likely we see the Chicago Bears start to focus a little bit on building around what they have and at least building the infrastructure for the next quarterback. You might as well support Andy Dalton now while you have him, and anything you do to build around Andy Dalton will also be there to build around whoever your future quarterback will be, including getting this defense back on track, kind of retooling and trying to absorb the loss of Kyle Fuller with someone like Desmond Trufant who spoke to the media for the first time since signing with the team and shared some of his thoughts about why he came to Chicago and what he's expecting out of this Bears defense. We'll have his comments next on Locked On Bears. Man, this college football tournament continues to be everything we wanted it to and more after a year away of not having it. It's been a lot of fun to watch and even more fun with some money on the games at betonline.ag. My streak of Oral Roberts bets 
finally came to an end. I certainly profited off of them for the first couple of rounds and a valiant effort there on Saturday. But alas, I can turn my attention to the likes of Oregon State versus Houston, Arkansas versus Baylor tonight as well. A lot of different ways to play and win at Bet Online. They've got odds for every sport, football, futures, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, tennis, you name it, they've got it. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code Locked On to receive your free 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Speaking of college basketball, if you're having any trouble keeping up with all of the games each round as we get closer and closer to that championship, Locked On Today, our daily news podcast, always has you up to date with all of the best sports story from every major sport with the help of all of our local experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's quick hitting all the biggest stories in sports anywhere you find your podcasts. Locked On Today. And today, we're hearing from the new Chicago Bears number one cornerback. I guess he kind of walks into that role technically until Jalen Johnson pries it from him. You know, a rookie or I guess a second-year player now versus a, a long-starting veteran in the NFL. I'm, I'm going to make Desmond Trufant number one cornerback for now. And within the next 12 to 24 months, I think Jalen Johnson is certainly going to take over that role and really be that leading force in this Bears secondary. But Trufant comes in with maybe a slightly different skill set than Kyle Fuller. Not a drastically different player, but like enough that, you know, it's going to be a slightly different flavor, I think, in this Bears secondary. He's not quite as dominant from the off-coverage position, from the downhill, reading the quarterback type guy. You know, Desmond Trufant's a little bit more physical, a little bit more up on the receiver, you know, a little bit more in the Prince Amukamara vein. We heard last week on the podcast from Aaron Freeman from Locked on Falcons giving us his scouting breakdown of Trufant from his, what, seven years with the Atlanta Falcons. It was just last year in Detroit, but longtime Falcons starting cornerback. So we got the Falcons perspective from Aaron Freeman. Really did a great job of breaking it down for us. But today, I wanted to hear Desmond Trufant break it down for us himself on how he compares himself to what Kyle Fuller did in Chicago. I mean, yeah, I've definitely watched him a lot. Like I said, I think he came in a year or two after me. I, I don't remember, but he's been doing it, you know, at a high level since he came in the league. He's uh, very patient in his off coverage. He could press, you know, he tackles. He's 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 well-rounded, and uh, I feel like I'm a similar player as well. I use my feet, you know, to get to the spot quicker than the receivers. I'm very instinctive, I'm competitive, I'm aggressive, so – you know, I feel like I fit right in to this scheme. That's one of the reasons why I came here. You know, I like how they let the corners play and let and let them, you know, take their shots. So, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to making a lot of plays. Trufant's description there of what the Bears' defense and the coaching staff wants their cornerbacks to do in terms of being real aggressive, I don't know, I guess it sounds a little bit different than the philosophy we seem to see from Chuck Pagano. Like, I guess... I think every defense wants their cornerbacks to be quote-unquote aggressive, but I guess I got the impression from Trufant that there's a little bit of a different mandate from defensive coordinator Sean Desai, trying to get back to a little bit more of that that Vic Fangio style where it's not so much always being impressed and being physical in that regard and aggressive in that regard, but more so being able to trust 
your instincts and being able to attack when the ball comes out, know that your pass rush is going to be there. So you can maybe take some chances in coverage and maybe try and get your hand on a few more balls with the understanding that there's some risk involved there, that if you jump at something and it's not there and you get burned on a double move, that's a possibility. But you got to trust that you're going to have safeties behind you. And that's part of this scheme is to be in more of the two deep safety look. So the cornerbacks have more help over the top. They have two safeties back there so they can be more aggressive underneath. It reflects some of what Trufant said his conversation was with new defensive coordinator Sean Desai. The conversation we had, you know, he told me, you know, he was uh, glad I, I was there. Um, you know, that, you know, he likes my game. He likes how I play. Um, he said I fit right in, you know, with the scheme and how we play, how he wants the corners to be aggressive, um, to tackle, to, you know, make plays on the ball, you know, just to be active, to be, you know, game records. And, uh, you know, he said he wants me to, you know, uh, giving me the opportunity to come in and compete. So, you know, I can't, uh, you know, I, I, I got nothing to complain about. I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for the opportunity, you know, to to, and to get to work. So, yeah, Desmond Trufant's not going to be Kyle Fuller. There's going to be some kind of drop-off there. It's not going to be the same player in the same spot providing the exact same thing for this defense, but clearly he is excited to be in Chicago, and the Bears made a strong pitch to bring him in, including one involving Khalil Mack and the idea of Trufant taking over as one of the veteran faces and leaders of this Bears defense. We'll hear their pitch to Desmond Trufant and how he envisions his role on and off the field next on Locked On Bears. Our March bracket for the best-tasting built Bars is finishing up our round of the enticing eight, putting the best flavors up against each other to find out which one truly is the best. Because they all taste good. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate. They're all low-sugar, low-calorie, high-fiber, and most importantly, high-protein. But only one can truly reign supreme. Great matchup today between Caramel Brownie and Coconut Brownie Chunk. Similar but important distinctions there. Caramel Brownie, one of my favorite flavors. I've got a box of them in my pantry right now. Kind of a Milky Way type taste, but just a heck of a lot lower in sugar. But what gives Coconut Brownie Chunk the advantage for me is that it has actual brownie bits in it in addition to the coconut built bar. So coconut brownie chunk is going to move on to the flavorful four for me, but you got to try the flavors for yourself and then go to builtbar.com and vote. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off at builtbar.com. When free agency really started going, we heard the Bears linked to a lot more free agents, perhaps, than we may have initially thought. And some of that, we don't know how much of that is other teams listing the Bears as interested, or excuse me, agents listing the Bears as interested to get other teams to pony up a little bit more. But multiple quarterbacks, Fitzpatrick and Winston and before Dalton and all that, and you know, Kenny Galladay brought in for a visit, and some of these guys that didn't end up signing with the Chicago Bears. And you wondered if there started to be this perception of like, is this a team players really want to come play for? And are they going to have to settle? You know, once they franchise tag Allen Robinson and clearly make him mad and they release one of the leaders of their defense, Kyle Fuller, and they talk about trading or releasing Akeem Hicks and you have Eddie Jackson tweeting in frustration. Tariq Cohen, I think, also getting in on some of this public frustration. Cordero Patterson as well. The Bears have not been viewed in a great light for a lot of this offseason. But clearly, 
they were able to make a strong enough pitch for a player like Desmond Trufant to come here, try and turn things around a little bit after a rough year with some injuries in there in Detroit, and kind of get back to the starting caliber, even prior Pro Bowl player that Trufant was before. And a big part of that sales pitch is the future Hall of Famer playing outside linebacker. I mean, obviously they, they love my game, but, you know, they said it ain't too many guys walking around like Khalil Mack, so I know you want to play with him. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, they was right. I mean, you don't get too many opportunities to play with a, a guy like him. You know, he's a, you know, Hall of Fame type player, you know, so nothing but respect for what he's been able to do. And, you know, and I know he's going to continue to do what he does, and that makes my life easier, you know, as a corner, you know, when you got guys up front that's, getting pressure like that so like I said I'm I'm really excited for this opportunity and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of it for sure it's a good opportunity for Trufant and it's a good opportunity for the Bears to add some needed experience to this secondary after the departure of Kyle Fuller because right now as it stands today Desmond Trufant is the oldest and most experienced defensive back under contract Tashawn Gibson would beat him, but he's still technically a free agent. Same with Sherrick McManus, although special teams versus defense on-field experience, not quite the, the same dynamic there. But Trufant can come to Chicago, be a mentor, not so much for like Eddie Jackson, but certainly Jalen Johnson, Duke Shelley, Kendall Vildor, the cornerbacks all drafted within these last couple of years. The Bears also re-signed Artie Burns in kind of a quiet, under-the-radar move that I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out because he tore his ACL last season and never really had a shot to even show what he could do as a former first-round pick. Bears also have uh, the former Lions second-round pick, Jalen Tease Tabor as well. So there's there's some young players to like here, some, some talent that still needs to develop, and Trufant can be the guy that leads the way. And a, a role I think he's starting to embrace as he gets older and deeper into his career yeah well that's you know I'm, I'm here to do you know whatever is asked of me you know um obviously you know I got a lot of experience in this game played against a lot of you know great players um had a, had a lot of success in this league as well too so anything that they need as far as you know technique um you know just anything off the field um just you know the longevity of the game you know just anything I'm here I'm a, I'm a resource for them so, you know, I can't wait to, you know, get around the guys and, uh, you know, show them how hard I work, show them, that, you know, how committed I am to this game and, and being a great player. So, you know, I, I lead by example. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. That's one of the things the Bears are going to be missing from Kyle Fuller is he was like notoriously the hardest studying player, watched the most film, spent the most time going through opponents and scouting and working out and all those different things that need – to be there to have a successful long NFL career. And Trufant's able to kind of step in and set that example, continue to set that example for Jalen Johnson, Duke Shelley, Kendall Vildor, all those other guys. And so here, show them here is the right way to be an NFL professional. And especially if, you know, the Bears end up bringing in any other young players, even if it's not vocal in your face leadership, just that leadership by example to say, hey, here's how the veteran does it. Here's how the guy that's been doing this for a long time does it. They just can see that and emulate that and build themselves up to be more successful in the ways that can separate you from the other guy that might not work as hard or might not spend as much time watching film or might not get as much insight from it as someone who just spends more time with it and puts more effort into it and wants to control all the things he can control to make himself a better player. 
So I think it's a good off-the-field fit with Desmond Trufant. The Bears clearly think it's a good on-the-field fit trying to get him into this Sean Desai scheme. It's going to be different than what he was asked to do. Certainly very different from what the Lions did under Matt Patricia, but also pretty different from Dan Quinn's you know, Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom type defense that they ran in Atlanta for quite some time. So I'm curious to see how much of a transition there is there for Trufant and if maybe this is a slightly better fit for him or if it's something that is going to take a little bit of time from an adjustment standpoint. And we'll see, you know, physically, is Trufant the same speedy cornerback that he was when he was younger or after a hamstring injury really kind of limited him all of last year? Is he going to start to break down a little bit more as things go on? There's there's always going to be more risk with bringing in an outside player that you just don't know exactly how everything is going to fit, but that's sort of the price the Bears pay to release Kyle Fuller and replace him with someone that certainly doesn't cost nearly as much. Who knows? Maybe we can look back at this 12 months from now and say, man, the Bears got a bargain with Desmond Trufant, the same way they did with Tashawn Gibson at safety, and even a little bit of HaHa Clinton Dix before that in terms of just really good value. Like, we're never going to look back and say, ah, you know, they really should have gotten rid of Kyle Fuller. Like, that was not a move the team ever really wanted to have to make, but was more forced to make financially. But Trufant could end up being a, a nice little pickup there for a guy trying to bounce back and get that second big contract here now over the hump in the NFL, but still having a lot to offer. So I'm excited to see what Desmond Trufant can do this season. It sounds like he is excited to be here as well, and we'll keep an eye on that all throughout the year. We'll keep some updates on how all of these new Bears players pan out and how that reflects Ryan Pace's job security as a general manager. So I hope you'll subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. This week, I really want to start getting a little bit more deep into NFL draft coverage. We'll start taking advantage of some of our friends on the Lockdown Podcast Network to break down some of the prospects available to your Chicago Bears, especially some of these quarterbacks. We're not going to go through the fifth and sixth round guys at the bottom of the draft that are just going to be lottery ticket type picks anyway, but I definitely want to do a deep dive on Mac Jones. Sounds like Kellen Mund is a guy that has some pretty polarizing opinions, and we'll see where that ends up reflecting on actual draft day. I don't think we're going to go through Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson or those quarterbacks that the Bears just can't get, but that Trey Lance discussion will certainly be coming as well. So lots of goodies coming our way. We'll hit offensive line and cornerback and some of the Bears' other positions of need as well, but it's going to be a fun draft season, and we're going to do a nice little podcast network-wide mock draft series for you. We're going to call on some pretty big name experts as well to help us out with breaking down those picks so it's gonna be a blast i hope you'll keep following along with us throughout the off season throughout the draft season and beyond and in return i hope the podcast helps you bear down